This is Gemma, and this is Money Can't Buy You Class, a podcast hovering on that sweet, sweet intersection of reality television and critical thought. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, Phoebe. Um, We are on Thanksgiving week, and we are going to speak about Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which is the latest sort of new thing from the franchise um now streaming on peacock um and yeah i'd like to give thanks for this series i think it's a it's a it's a really new direction you know it's something it's something new it's something refreshing Mm -hmm. and we're also going to talk about done Gemma. do you want to oh yes drum roll Paris in love because you know we really wanted to do Peacock well and we wanted to really cover the whole breadth of their uh, newest dive into reality TV uh, which is pretty smart because I gotta say now I need a Peacock. Well I'll just start off by saying the Peacock has great symbolic uh, (laughs) strength in Hinduism and Buddhism. Yes. Um, It is it's worshipped. You know, it's a it's a bird that is about that symbolizes beauty and rejuvenation and regrowth and strength. And, you know, the there's like that incredible myth about the peacock. Right. Where I think it's like to I think after uh, peacocks have sex, like the girl peacock licks the male's tears. Oh, whoa. Yeah deeply deeply symbolic and it's like um I don't know I think a lot of like poets are are writing about the the peacocks and the peacock deities so that's kind of that's one of those like weird underground um uh what do I what word am I searching for kind of like underground mystical uh symbologies happening in like the world of pop culture and branding right like and branding and it's peacock because it's um it's it's nbc's streaming so the classic nbc peacock elevator logo um yeah i mean peacocks i feel like i conceptualize them as these kind of like you know i guess it's like this kind of flashy there's a flash there's a display they're very ostentatious and you want to watch them so I guess that's kind of a literal read of the branding image but um aren't they also I've actually so I've never actually seen a peacock I used to live on the street from one yeah well they're like native to uh northeast United States Mm -hmm. um don't they make like the most frightening sounds like doesn't it sound like a kid crying it doesn't so much sound like a kid crying. It's a very high pitched like wail though. Yeah. It's, yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like a bird, but like, it's very strange. I mean, it probably does sound really crazy, but I literally grew up with one, like two down, houses down for me. So I heard it all the time. So I got kind of used to it. Yeah. So the, the peacock is a, it's highly symbolic. And there's also, of course, the verb to peacock. Right peacocking which means showing off those feathers trying to attract a sexual partner which is something oh go ahead no go ahead well it's just something that Ramona <laughs> uh has a big thing on an ultimate girls trip where she's fluffing out her boobs and wearing her wearing her feathery concoctions and- she has perfected the art of peacocking yeah I mean, and what are reality yeah. TV stars if not peacockers? That's what I'm saying. I think that, um, you know, it's so funny though. When I 
because Peacock, I had no idea that it even existed until like a few weeks ago. But I thought that it was that, what was that like short-lived site that was like only like one minute videos? Quibi. Quibi. I thought it was Quibi. And I was like, wow, that's so funny that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is going to be a <laughs> like <laughs> two minute bursts. How's that going to work? At this point, I can't keep up with all streaming services. Peacock, there's Paramount Plus. And, you know, for me, the Peacock reality TV thing and even Hulu reality TV, like these are newer, newer, you know, traditionally it's just reality TV is very cable. It's Bravo and it doesn't really live. And like MTV, it doesn't. And like TLC. Yeah. It's very much like hotel cable, but it's kind of foray into the streaming universe. Obviously makes sense, but it is kind of weird to me. Like, and I actually was thinking, um, about the context of reality TV. And I was thinking about the context of the housewives and how real ultimate real housewives, ultimate girls trip is basically just placing all these housewives in this new context. And they're also in this new context of a streaming service. And what does that do to the Mm. format and the production of the show? Yeah. Well, you know, that's so fascinating that you're saying that because the, you know, the, in the, in, in the Bible, the peacock is also the, this, the, the symbol of Christ. I think that King Solomon relates Christ to a peacock so you know it's obviously this resurrection this rebirth so I think that we're even seeing this rebirth or this revitalization of reality tv and of the streaming site you know and it's it's actually so funny how how even the like through this revitalization um like real housewives has like become this like cultural signifier almost like uh the writer Toby Hazlitt he like he tweeted he said have zero interest in what they're doing now but I'm dying to see what the red scare people are are up to in 10 years (laughs) and then he was like he like quote tweeted he was like real housewives of 4chan (laughs) which is like so funny because I you know what I mean like I think that the red scare girls like they post about like Erica Jane or stuff so they watch real housewives first of all but also it's like it's hilarious to think about like what a real housewives of 4chan would look like yeah. but also that like immediately people understand th- what a real housewives of 4chan would be like people get why it's a joke like talking right. about high low good bad conspiracy podcast like it's all of these things together so I, I thought that was a that was a very good tweet well, it's, yeah, it's, it's brilliant too, because it's also just referencing, I mean, like the Real Housewives, like prefix is basically like just a signifier of this kind of form that we're all really used to. Like, you know, like there's a form embedded in the Real Housewives that's unlike the form of other TV shows. And it's like a form that, you know, there's a, you know, literally there's like, you know, there's fights, there's confessionals, there's a reunion there's kind of similar stuff gets brought up. There's tabloids, there's whose husband is cheating, there's money laundering, there's, you know. And so I feel like, I feel like what, what this Real Housewives of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is doing is, is it's, is it's, it's, they've never really deviated from the form. You know, all the franchises have different characteristics, but it's all the same form. And that's like one of the beauties of it, I think, is that, between cities it has this unifying form that you always kind of know what to expect and I feel like this is the first time they've deviated and um it's very slight deviation to me I find it very slight you know I like they've they've changed the you know we can talk about specifics but they've, they've changed like the intro music is like a specific theme song it has a little more quality of like a love island they're doing the island thing they're doing the like it feels more trashy like it feels a little more like Netflixy somehow. I don't know. What do you, what, where, well, where, yeah. what do you think about the deviations it's making? Um, well, there's so much. Um, I, oh my God, again, I'm, I'm lost for the word. It's not insinuation, but like, uh, like when you use one thing and it, like it echoes the form of so many different cultural things going on right now. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it's like hyper aware of itself. Like mm-hmm. it's making a product about making a product mm-hmm. in a way. Like they like with the confessionals that they have, which is like first of all, that's kind of like a throwback form because that's like 
bad girls club or like America's next top model or like the self filmed confessionals. Right. To be, to like go into the room. Right. They have a confessional room, which I love. (laughs) Right. Which is like, that's interesting first of all, but then also it reminds me a lot of um, the white Lotus. Yeah. Right. Which is like this, uh, techno color is that what it's technicolor mm-hmm. um of 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 like paradise right right with all the weight stuff that become their own characters and obviously in the white lotus um we don't need to get into that but then in this michael who's the head of staff and michael's mother they are they become very big parts of the ultimate girls trip so yes. i think that there's so that's actually a show that i found and of course you even think about the White Lotus as like this show about island survival, which mm-hmm. of course is a throwback to like Survivor, mm-hmm. which the Mike whatever who, yeah. who wrote the White Lotus, he was on Survivor. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just like, it's like this whole world, like this, uh, as Arthur Russell says, a world of echo. And <laughs> so I think that it's, it's funny. And I think that it makes it, it's like hilarious because it's like you're in on the joke of it's like an it's like a big inside joke it's like a reward that's the big shift with this the show is about housewives talking about being on real housewives Mm -hmm. it's about the real housewives who have been on their separate shows for the longest time all talking about their kind of behind the scenes day-to-day experiences of being a housewife and sharing their opinions just to kind of set this up a little bit real housewives ultimate girls trip is a new series that focuses on um, seven housewives from four different cities and they all go on a vacation together to Turks and Caicos for seven days. And each day, a different housewife kind of plans the dinner or the activity for the evening. And so the people in the cast are Luann DeLaSeps and Ramona Singer from New York. Kyle Richards is the sole Beverly Hills representative uh, Cynthia Bailey and Kenya Moore from Atlanta and Teresa and um, Melissa Gorga from New Jersey. So that's the cast. And those are all kind of, those are the OG housewives that we have come to know and love and who kind of symbolize their cities respectively. Yeah. And I've never seen uh, New Jersey, but um, I know yeah. all about Teresa. Right. Well, Teresa's Teresa's infamous in her own right, which she definitely flaunts um, because there's also a there's also a real uh, dick swinging contest going on with the housewives, especially and unsurprisingly, Ramona Singer is like has this amazing moment where they're traveling to Turks and Caicos. And she says, well, yeah, OC was first, but we are the ones that put the franchise on the map. And she's like, she says Bravo on the map. Yeah, she says bravo on the map. She says, (laughs) says, we are the ones that did that. I was the one that did that. It was our show. You know, the first day when when it premiered, we got write-ups and all these things. And the other housewives are quite taken aback by this statement, even though she's right. Um, But anyway, you know, Teresa says like, okay, yeah, so Ramona is is like an OG housewife, but how many followers does she have on Instagram? She has like 840,000 followers. And Teresa's like, I have two 0.2 0.2 million followers because Teresa's almost like a meme of the franchise. You don't even have to really watch Teresa to know who she is. Yeah, right. And then Teresa is also kind of like the, um, I, I guess Jen Shaw, like really is modeling her housewives career in a way after Teresa, even with the crazy makeup and like the eyebrows and like the crazy eyes and the violence. Yeah. And then also Erica Jane in a way is a is a type of very high class Teresa mm-hmm. with her again her violence and her wild makeup and her interactions with with the law. You know, yeah. you think of these women almost as like built archetypes that totally. right that they, and they keep building on one another. Which is why I also think that like you, it's so important to have like original housewives. And Cynthia is only from like the third season, right? Cynthia and Melissa both came on in like season three or four. Yeah, but Cynthia is a big, big part. Her story, she's always been a main character of Atlanta. 
Right. No, no. But what I'm saying is like, I think that these characters are like very individual and that they started a certain type of trend on the house sides. Like Cynthia was like a top model. Yes. Who came on the show. And she, I think, was one of like the first actual successful top models to come on the show. Yeah. And I think Melissa started the the thing where the family member joins the show. Because even yeah. Kyle was saying like, when Beverly Hills started, I thought it was normal to have family on the show because of Teresa and Melissa. Yeah. And New Jersey also has the sisterhood of the two other ones, Dina and somebody else whose like relationship implodes on, on in the series. But um, yeah, the archetypes thing was like, felt like really important to this. And, and they, they are all kind of nodding to themselves as the archetype, the whole Mm-hmm. time some more than others like Teresa you know is infamous for her table flip in the uh season finale of um I think it's season one she flips a table and 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 uh you know she says in one in one in one part of the show she goes she's like I invented table flipping so they're, they're all kind of like they're all really grasping onto their like the their fame and they they they're very much I don't know like I guess I always knew they were aware but they're really aware of who they are in this story and like what their roles are yeah yeah and it's there is this there's this great moment again on that opening flight to Turks and Caicos where Ramona is like you know it's crazy that we're all here like all my like when all my fans tell me I'm a celebrity I just don't feel like a celebrity but it's funny I'm a celebrity and they're all like Ramona you're not a celebrity you're on a reality television show (laughs) yeah and I think that they but I think it's funny because I think that like secretly they all think that they're celebrities but they're like that's such a faux pas to like pretend that they're a celebrity so like no Ramona we're not celebrities we're just on a nationally recognized television show right I mean they're famous housewives which you know again like there's so much it's it's so much a self-contained universe like it's it's all these like rules and forms that it just like belongs to the housewives umbrella the self-contained universe is really present in this Mm -hmm. particular show yeah. And it's also just like, it's so good. It's like, really it's good. so, it has so much energy that's like all self contained within the show, which is, I think, something that's like been missing. Like, we were even talking about this last episode with Kaysen, right? Where we were just like, they're now not what we are used to as the reality show, which is like really just about like social dynamics within a group of mostly yeah. blubbering idiots, right? Um, a rich woman it's it's now about like it's like a true crime show it's about the law it's about like they're they try to be very pc because they don't want to get canceled so i think it's 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 good actually to throw in an actual new group of women who are confident in like their because the show's like not going to get a second season with them right that's not like or even if it did like whatever it doesn't really matter so i think that they're just like they know that it's self-contained and they they know why they're there they know they're there to have to to have like a weird social dynamic and to figure it out so you actually find people who are interested in meeting each other and who are interested in what happens when you put them together and who have like expectations that are then ruined right and it's or amended there's something organic there's something finally organic which which is so needed if you think about all these shows have been on the air for like 12 years it's been a really long time and I think also it's interesting to watch them be kind of free from a storyline like Kyle does not have to keep up Mm -hmm. the Kyle Richards storyline like Luann does not have to keep up the Luann but they they still are all themselves but there's an ease in the way that they're interacting where you you can see that they're not trying to like prove their storyline or or stay on the show or get rehired like Mm -hmm. you know because those are all things that are like the workings of like how you know the actual like behind the scenes of the housewives and I have to say that putting them in this new context is it's I mean it's fascinating and it's also a show that's like totally built for like super fans because like you know everything about these people and you've watched them and you're like and it's really working I mean all of these people like I would say Kyle is the most consistent like Kenya Moore 
is insufferable on Atlanta. Like she's like, no, I know so she's the worst crazy. And she's like, so nice. I'm like, what is happening? And like, Teresa's coming off really well. So it's this really interesting kind of like shake up of like your kind of like impressions, you know, of who these people are. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, Ramona remains Ramona. What she is, I can't tell if she's like. I'm. I'm at this point. I can't help but like be in awe of her. She's. I know. Absolutely out of her goddamn mind. (laughs) Oh my god! When she comes out with the thong, and they're like in the and like the 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 loosely crocheted cover up. Yeah, and pasties on her nipples. And pasties, and Melissa's like, "Is that her butthole?" (laughs) 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 Oh my god! And Luann is also just like Lu. I've Luann has never come across better oh no she's actually like she's actually somehow in reality in Turks and Caicos yeah exactly exactly and she's I mean she's just happy to and she looks so good oh my god she looks incredible if she's not the poster child for not drinking I don't know who is I know I know I'm like it makes me want to stop drinking and like I mean get my shit together amazing her skin looks amazing she's she's had barely any work done and the work she's had done is tasteful as fuck I was thinking that today. I want to look like Luann, like as a 24-year-old woman. I want to like... And she's she's super sexy. She definitely has a... I mean, like, we all know that she, like, has a thing about, like, men love me. But I think she is, like, incredibly sexy in real life. I think she's, like, yeah. really tall and, like, really confident. So the storyline thing is interesting to consider in this show, like, what their storylines are. And not all of them have them, but a few have to, to, to kind of push it along. And Ramona's is obviously that she's pissing everybody off. And Luann's is that like, she's like having this flirtation with this, um, with the chief of staff of the house, Michael, who's like claims to be married. And it's like, there's no way he he literally asked her, like, take a shot out of his mouth. And it's like, what is happening? But yes, you, I think you had a good theory about Michael, if you want to share yeah uh well okay so michael is the chief of staff who first of all facetimes them all shirtless before they get to the place yeah um total plant right and then he he's like an attractive guy i mean i don't he's like fully an actor being like i'm chief of staff yeah exactly so like but he's like attractive to like older rich women who have like their cool boy fantasies anyway so he's like the chief of staff of the house and they're all like goo goo gaga like googly eyes over over michael and then luann starts flirting with him and then they're like at the beach and they're speaking french and he's like She's like, why do you speak French? And he's like, pourquoi je suis sexy? She's like, what? And he's like, pourquoi je suis sexy? Because I am sexy. And she's like, oh, okay. And then Teresa's like, wait, what? Aren't you married? He's like, are you married? <laughs> are you married? Because I saw your ring. I thought you were married. And he was like, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm married. But the Lu- Luann is like, he's married, not dead, which is so Luann. And then they have this flirtation. But I think that he's it's a fake ring I don't think he's married I don't think he has a girlfriend I think he's probably gay you know I think that it's just like he wants to be like he he wants screen time and like he to be like a, a part of the show he needs to be a little bit inaccessible to make the dynamic like spicier because yeah. it's not only the dynamic of like the rich woman and like the poor man, you know, like that's yeah. not enough. And even uh, Luann, when their fortunes were read, it was like, Luann, you were a queen and then you left to be with a commoner. Like that was like even in her fortune when they were doing like, oh my God, those fortunes the astrologer. were hilarious. I know. And Melissa was so funny. Anyway, but I think that like, so that's the dynamic, but then it's also the dynamic of like, it's, Luann is not the only untouchable because she's of like of a different socioeconomics class. Yeah. But he's untouchable because he's married. He's wearing the forbidden ring. And I think that that makes her want him even more. Right. And I think also like if we could take a second to talk about um, like the production differences, like because it's like the way it's produced is is pretty different it's like um actually you know like we talked about there's a confessional room the opening sequence is totally different there's no taglines there's no little floating figures there's like it's like a really insane like <laughs> reggae song Housewives on the, the island, island. baby. <laughs> 
but there's like <laughs> all of these um there's this whole difference in the uh production because it's like you know they each have to come up with a game there's a segment at the end that like signals the show is ending which I actually think is genius I love Housewives it. I love After it. Dark and so what we usually do get that on the show but somehow framing it that way is like so I'm like it actually really helps me like regulate my watching of the show I'm like oh it's ending now bedtime after dark (laughs) (laughs) it's really smart but it feels to me much more low budget than than Bravo it feels like it like you said it's making fun of itself and it's also making fun of the girls trip in general which always goes like so catastrophically wrong and they always start being like man I really hope no one gets into it on this girls trip and it's (laughs) so like so like but the fact that they made it like islandy and it, it feels like too hot to handle, like it has the same production quality as those like dating Netflix shows, which is so funny. <laughs> Go to sleep, calm down, or else take a Xanax, calm down, which um, is the best New York with Ramona <laughs> screaming at a Viva Dresher. <laughs> um, oh my God, I mean, it's so funny. There's just like, and then the other thing that's really different about the show is that they're talking about their experience of being on the show all the time. And they yeah. talk about like, they're like, oh, the network, which we talked about last week, because we're trendsetters, that the network likes to have their orders on camera. And well, they I thought that that, that was like, that was like a key point in this episode. So do you want to harp on that for a sec? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, so we talked about this in our last episode, but to refresh, um, basically it's like a known fact that Andy Cohen and the network really loves to get their orders when they're at a restaurant or a bar on camera. And it's like this really important touchstone that they feel helps to kind of connect the audience to the women and like make them more real seeming. But none of the women, when they're asked and their their questions, why do they do that? None of them get that. Ramona's <laughs> like, I don't know, I guess we're just interesting people. And they're like, and the other people are like, well, we eat at very fancy restaurants. So like, I guess people want to see like what kind of food we get to eat. It's like, <laughs> dumb they but they none of them realize that it's like to make them seem more real which I thought was kind of amazing well I think right exactly and it's also to make them because like when you're ordering food you're not there's no way to like act like you're ordering something that like you're gonna put in your body like you're ordering food that you're gonna that you're gonna eat right right? and it's like it's this very social interaction not only between like you and the other people at the table but also like it talks about like what they eat what they're embarrassed to eat what they're not embarrassed to eat how they talk to servers like how they talk to how they order drinks and it's hilarious then because Ramona's like I just think that like we go to such fancy restaurants and like they 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 like all the all the exotic food that we eat and then she orders a hamburger like a cheeseburger (laughs) But it's also funny because she says that and then immediately they show the guy being like, okay, like, what do you want to eat? And Kenya starts ordering and Ramona immediately interrupts her and it becomes like a thing. So you start to, you, that's such a fascinating moment because you're like, right, this is what's going on. Yeah. This is the dynamic and you see the margarita and you see like, I'll have the fish tacos, we'll split the duck. And it's, you really can see a lot based on what they're ordering, how they're ordering, who they're eating with. And you see Luann go, you're ordering the hamburgers and that, honey, that's way too much. And Ramona's like, like, I'm I'm hungry. (laughs) And I think that them kind of calling that out made us watch that so differently, right? Like we, we might've already known that, but we watch it and we don't really think about it. So I feel like there's a strong part of Bravo that I think for a long time has not wanted to break too much of the fourth wall. And I feel like this is a, it's a real move. And I feel like they must be anticipating that if there's some, it's been going on for so long that we need a little bit new element. And if, and if we kind of have gotten these backstories about like, you know, Luann talking about you know, this show, like it doesn't ruin or Kyle talking, it doesn't ruin your marriage. But if you have a bad marriage, like it's going to ruin your marriage. And like, they're talking about like friendship and they're saying like, sometimes friends do things for the sake of television, which was a literal quote for the sake of television, (laughs) rather than, you know, because they really are your friend. And so we, and we always kind of known that, but for some reason, for me, hearing them say that was this like validation or something of, of the real world that goes on going on like five seconds later or five seconds before. And, um, and I, I just feel like that 
is going to inform people's watching and it's going to make people want to watch more. Maybe they're thinking, I don't, you know. Right. And I think it's also, you know, we were talking about this with, with Gracie too. It's like, it's now, it's not enough to go into the open door, right? Which is what the architectural digest is called. It's not enough to open the door. Now you need to open up the the camera lens. Like you're opening up the mechanics of the show. Yeah. And I think that now, because there's so much access to celebrity and to faux celebrity and to influence influencer, I think that now you need to talk about the mechanics of it behind yeah. the scenes. And I think that this show is juicy and it's fun because it's like a behind the scenes housewife production. Yeah. And you can even see like the, um, like a, the, like instead of the B roll being like beautiful sunsets, it's like CCTV of the property. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can see like what time it is on the timestamp and Right. The, the the crew is like, you can see them, like you can see Luann talking to the crew or bumping into a crew member once. Yeah. Which is why it has to be on Peacock, honestly. You know, that goes back to like this context that changed. Like it, they right. couldn't do this on Bravo. It wouldn't, it's a very genius branding technique. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it wouldn't really work because there's a narrative inherent to Bravo shows. There's a narrative and an expectation. And I think that it would like sully it you know feel like more of an exposure it, it's a pretty amazing blend of real housewives tradition and this new kind of form and I think it works incredibly well right and that you know NBC is like it's a news network obviously but also right. like a famous NBC wasn't a uh, 30 rock on NBC yeah like it's kind of, I mean, not that 30 rock is highbrow, but you know, but it's like one of those, like in the writer's room, you know, it's about like, yeah. it's, it's like news, uh, like NBC is like a little bit more SNL is NBC. It's like, right. A- SN- right. It's like the, it's like New York, very lefty, progressive, like yeah. whatever, liberal, funny jokes about like making fun of what you, you, you understand what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. it is. It so I think that, right. You're right. When it's expository, because I think that they, they know that they have the viewership of NBC and Peacock. And I think that they're trying to be like, like their goal in this is like smart people watch reality television. Yeah. And they're saying to you, it's okay. If you're a smart person and you watch it, look, you're smarter than these women. You know why the camera, yeah. the Andy Cohen wants them to record what they order. They yeah. don't know, but you know, you right. know, so it actually makes you feel right. smarter than them as opposed to the originals on Bravo, which sure. were like you, like their aspirational, their wealth. You don't understand. It's not, it's only funny if you commit yourself to it. Right. And this, and this whole construction of it, even the title ultimate girls trip is so kind of just like cheesy and kind of clunky and cheeky and jokey and yeah ultimate is like like ultimate splash zone like there's something about it that feels (laughs) like an amusement park or something Um, (laughs) and that really sets it up also of being like fun loving and easy and and you know I think it's interesting that the show has had the show has covered all these like really dark mostly dark moments I mean you know there's funny stuff but it's a very sad sad show and like about really big emotional things that are very depressing and so I feel like there might I feel like it's worked for a long time but I feel like they were like I, I also feel like New York was such a fucking failure that they're like we gotta have something a little bit fun because like New York was just drab like there was not one fun part about this latest season right because I think that they're they're trying to do something with New. we've talked about this so much but I think that in New York this past season they were trying to do something where they were like we're gonna make this a more serious show like we're gonna talk about race we're gonna talk about class we're gonna like we're gonna teach people and we're gonna have real conversations and again that was um ebony k williams coming in as like a news correspondent right right and i think that in a way she was trying to bring the 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 view that now peacock is trying to bring like as a network almost but i i don't it didn't work because there was there they were still trying to film it as if these lives were aspirational Right. Well, they, they, they were trying to keep it in the same context, but like yeah. fundamentally the context needs to change. Like it needs to be a whole different kind of perspective for that to work. And the other thing is too, is that this is a very smart crossover thing because it is a different context, but it's the ultimate girls trip is the perfect context for these women to do what they do best. Like this is Ramona 
at her most Ramona. Her right. Ramona, we understand Ramona as like that bitch on the girl's trip who gets the biggest room, pees her pants, goes naked, gets right. too drunk, flirts with the guy at the restaurant. All the Ramona moments that we love best are from those trips. And so like, it's great because it's allowing the, it's allowing the ones that really are like housewives to like shine as like true housewives. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting what it's doing. You know, I feel like we should have another episode about this, but like, I'm kind of curious what it's doing to like, like a Cynthia Bailey, who's like pretty, I know certain people don't really like her in Atlanta, but like, I kind of like her. I find her like pretty easy to watch and like pretty boring, but on this, she kind of comes off as like, Ooh, like a little, she's off on this. And like, Kenya's coming off great. Cause again, Kenya's like a classic, like she'll like bite your head off and like, she'll talk shade and like, but she'll like always, and then she'll like cry about her divorce and be like, don't let the cameras see me. Like, you know, like, so it's interesting to see like who's shining and, and Kyle kind of is amazing. Cause Kyle really just falls in as like one of the cast. She really doesn't stand out as like queen. It's, it's, I find it really interesting to kind of see them all embrace these different contexts and these different roles and like what they naturally fall into. I mean, for group dynamics, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, but it was also interesting because like, well, first of all, Kyle is the richest one and Beverly Hills has always been like the richest one. So I think it's funny that she's like, doesn't do the room fight and that's never been a thing on Beverly Hills. Like they never fight about rooms, but kind of on all the other shows, they they all kind of fight for the rooms. And I think that it was very indicative that Kyle's like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I don't want to do this. This is below me. I'll just get whatever room. Yeah. So I think that there was something with that. And then there's, um, but it's funny because like, it's like, I get that like Kenya is playing a diff, like Kenya fits into the group in a different way. And I think that that's like, kind of her plot line with Cynthia is that they've reversed roles in a certain way but I think for the most but like Luann Ramona and Kyle I think all play sim like identical roles to who they are in their shows yes Kyle is like she's chilling she's like a girl's girl she gets along with everyone she does her body image thing she like relates she does whatever and everyone kind of loves her um and then we have like Luann who's like flirting and doing everything and like calming Ramona down and then like talking about her divorce and people feel bad for her and she, oh, she's just Lou. And then like Ramona is just like batshit crazy as per usual. Right. But I think that the other four women are actually like act or I guess they're maybe adapting to Kyle, Luann and Ramona in yeah. a certain way. Like yeah. it seems like they're confused in who and where they fit in the world of Beverly Hills and, and New York. Cause those franchises are both, it's like what you watch first almost when you're watching the, well, yeah. maybe that's not true. A lot of people watch. I um, mean, Atlanta's a big player. It doesn't surprise me that Kyle, Luann and Ramona are like basically playing the same people. Like they are, the strongest on their seasons you know they are the most consistent and the most famous basically the most known yeah so so something else that I wanted to touch on because we are talking about Peacock and it was it's it's interesting for me to think about what we're talking about like with Peacock as like elevating the reality television show and I want to think about that even in terms of Paris and Love Mm -hmm. which is their other reality show out right now which is about the months leading up to Paris Hilton's wedding which happened we can tell by Instagram um and of course Travis were there right and of course Paris um actually you you know that someone who you went to Bard with in your class is married to Baron Tessa she went to Bard Gia's like roommates were at the wedding what that's crazy yeah it was like there are a lot of Bard kids at that wedding oh that is so bard kid to do <laughs> her name's like tessa vander wurstenstahl like german <laughs> royalty name um anyway so paris in love uh we know that it happened and also paris hilton is the daughter of kathy hilton who's on beverly hills and kathy hilton plays a really big part in paris in love in a very different capacity and it's kathy's first foray into reality television with housewives and so this is the second She's now, she's now diving into the reality TV life. Right. And she plays a very different character on Paris and Love than she does on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Yes, with her sister. And then you also have Kyle Richards, who obviously is Paris Hilton's aunt. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So can I just start with like a little 
yeah opinion about that I think it's horrible it's like such a bad show you have it's like a continuation of Paris's documentary I am Paris <laughs> or right that's what it was called I am Paris or this is Paris or something yeah something like that so first of all it's like that weird like third person that she sells herself as like she's always like I'm like actually this is not my real voice like my real voice is deeper I'm actually a different person but it's like not really and it's all about like the abuse she faced as a teenager in this like very creepy boarding school facility that documentary wasn't bad I I watched it I liked it I thought that that was fascinating and I thought especially because you got to hear about these really fucked up things that happen at this school and I think that a lot you know I think that they she she spread awareness and the school xyz was held accountable um which as we know is a great word is a big accountability is a big word in reality television um but I I think that Paris Hilton after that documentary is trying to market herself as someone who's smarter than she really is like she really wants to be taken seriously but at the same time she Mm -hmm. she refuses to to kind of back down from her persona right and right yeah and I think that you know she's so ambivalent it's right. It's so uncanny almost. And I think that she also, she does that thing, that incredible thing with passivity where you can, you look at her the whole time. She's in the center of every single shot, but she's like this completely ambivalent passive character that I think almost gets off on the passivity or her unknowability or her disengagement. Yeah. She's incredibly immature feeling. She really feels like aggressively trying to be boring. And like, it's just so interesting to have her like, it's like, okay, this is a show about you. And your whole thing is being like, right. I mean, the whole show is about her ambivalence. The whole show is about her not being able to commit to planning the wedding. It's one of those shows where you're like, well, we know that you get married and we know that you get everything you want and we know what happens. So what's the, what are we learning? And I think that, yeah, it feels outdated. It feels weird. It's very slow. It, it's it's very um, like kind of crisp production. Um, I think also her fiance is just like the most boring man in the universe. Right. She just like pretends as if she's like this little raggedy Ann doll, like woe is me being flown around and like she like because that that's actually something I was noticing in like the beginning soliloquy if you will uh that that opens the show where she's just like woe is me yeah you know like I she's like if I could stop flying around the world and first class and staying at these hotels and doing club appearances I would I would like she makes it seem like someone's like forcing her at gunpoint to live the type of life that she lives but in fact like she's living it to keep up her lifestyle well that's the thing that's interesting to me is like I feel like maybe that's how that was like probably more real feeling when she was a teenager or when she was like young but now Mm -hmm. it's like girl you're like in your 30s like stop doing she's 40 she's 40 she's 40 I'm like just stop doing that no I don't know yeah I agree that it doesn't really like land I do kind of get this like I mean, I like watch, I like hear her this little creep being like, I was kind of like a zoo animal. And I'm like, oh my God, this woman, the pain that she's been through. I know, exactly. I eat it up so fast though. I'm like, oh my God, fame. Fame is a monster. (laughs) It's the most like easy. I think that's why we probably didn't like it. It's like, there's not a lot to examine here. It's just like, it's, it's really easy. And it's like really basic as a concept and- but I do think what's interesting is like the Kathy Hilton starting Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after having never been on the show for 10 years. This comes out. Cooking with Paris comes out like they got a new publicist or they need the Hilton family needs something because like this all happened like Paris Hilton like just came back to the fore. You know, like she's been kind of gone and she's she's peacocking. Yeah, she's, she's resurrecting. She's she is it's resurrecting. a new image. Right. She's trying to she wants a new media image. She's 40 years old. She's getting married. I think that she wants to. 
right? She wants to revitalize her image. She, as if that's like even a thing that is done by like focusing on revitalizing her image. Right. You know, she's weird. I think that there's something very strange about Paris that's hard to grasp because it's not just, oh, she's like an empty ditz, but it's not like, oh, she's like a brilliant genius. I think she's, I think that's always been her appeal. She's a very strange presence. I think people have, and I think that in the 2000s, she kind of made that like the archetype and like the goal. And a lot of people did it really well. And like now it's just not so much, it's not really so much the archetype anymore. You know, like, yeah. I mean, speaking of revitalizing your image, did you see that Kim took out her butt? What? Kim's butt is shrunk. Wait, show me. While you're looking up the image, but send me the picture. But Paris Hilton is actually, she has the same birthday as Jonathan Lethem, which, so she's a Pisces Aquarius cusp. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a, that's an intense person. Yeah. A weirdo. <laughs> Just like the worst of both worlds, you know? Not the worst. I, I do. I love Aquariuses and I, I am a Pisces, so I, I have to love myself. But no, but it's, I think that the Aquarius Pisces cusp um, is really fascinating because it's like the air sign colliding with the water sign and like you have like the emotionality and the introvertedness of the Pisces with the like airiness and strange internal yeah. spontaneity of the Aquarius oh yeah. my god sorry I'm just looking at can you is believe this, this real I mean it is the sun so I don't know stop Everyone's saying she took oh, out her butt implants. I mean, her. So I'm sorry, people. Big well, butts are over. She still has a big it's ass. Happening. But like, it's just not. Yeah, but she has her filler, but Ew. her famous fillers. Like, this Wait, is a real what do you departure. Mean butt filler. Yeah, like they put an implant, like a, like a boob implant in your butt. She took it out. And I just got to say, I mean, talk about revitalizing your image. Ooh, she's ex. She's broken up with Kanye. No more butt. She's into Pete Davidson. I mean, we're watching the reinvention. We've talked about this a billion times. The reinvention is happening again. We're reinventing as we speak. The peacock is being born again. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. It's also so hilarious because I feel like, yeah, her butt was really wild. Yeah, no, it is. But but I I think that it's even when we were talking about um, what's next for the Kardashians, And we were saying the Kardashians are now more into fitting in. Like their new way of standing out is fitting in. And you could see that with the Balenciaga, black, whatever, at the Met Gala. But I think that also taking out the butt fillers is like another move to to blend in, to fit in, to have more of a normal body. You know, and and also like the big media darlings of uh, the the Japanese princess and Meghan Markle their new goal is to also fit in with like the Western public, right? With the can- Canadian and then American public. They're like, fuck the, the royalty, fuck that life. I'm going to marry down or I'm just going to like not do this anymore. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go West and um, fit in. I think that that is such a trend now is fitting in. You're so right. And I, and I think that's I think that's what Paris in Love is trying to do. I think it's trying to make Paris uh, like just somebody you can relate to. Paris Hilton is never going to be anybody's anybody relates to with this peacock thing and Paris in Love. I am extremely curious to see what the Kardashians Hulu is going to be. I know. I feel like in a way it's all like the pre the prelude to Kardashians. Right. It's probably going to be like six episodes, probably not going to be very long. I know Pete Davidson's going to be on it. Oh. I bet Paris's wedding preparation. Something will be on it with her Paris. That's so true. It's going to be Courtney and Travis. Courtney's going to be the star. Oh my God. But remember that little aside in Paris and love. And she's like, I've only been to two weddings, my brother and my sister, which means know, she, she didn't wasn't, she didn't go to Kim's wedding. I know. Which I was like, Whoa, dis like, she's someone who like always wants to have the upper hand in the friendship. Oh, totally. <sighs> she's so she's such a but bitch. you know, ultimately, sorry, who actually what is the program? These mega celebrities, I don't want them. 
I want the Real Housewives on their ultimate girls trip because that I'm actually learning. I'm actually relating to them. I'm like, I actually know who these people are. <laughs> well, it's always been easier in a way to relate to. The, that's why the Kardashians yeah. were so relatability in their first couple of seasons, because you could you can just relate to dynamic to like family dynamics. You can relate yeah. to friend group dynamics you know you can yeah. you, that's like shit that you can relate to but like it becomes really hard to relate to someone like Paris Hilton who even though she's trying to bring in the family dynamic not a not a lot of people or mostly no one is going to relate to a story like hers yeah and I don't think there's any way for her to really fit in I don't think that that's yeah. ever been no, something that she's been into she's always wanted to stand to stand out and to have yeah. people follow her and maybe you're right. Yeah. Right. And the other, the other thing about relatability in terms of girl trip is it's about them relating to each other. It's about mm-hmm. them sharing mm-hmm. this experience that they've previously not really been able to talk about. Um, and at one point I just want to like, maybe close out with this. I loved this when Kyle was like, we're a real housewife support group. And she makes a joke like, hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm a real housewife of Beverly Hills. And like, that was definitely like the way that it was feeling, but I thought that was so good. It was like, there's this whole experience of being a housewife that like we have not been able to really see. And this is like definitely trending right now because that new book came out, not all diamonds and Rose, which is like testimonials from longtime cast members talking about like specific scenes. And like, and Luann even says, um, Luann even even talks about how Bethany showed her that image of Tom cheating. And she's like, I can't believe she showed that to me on camera. And she's like, that was, and and then there's there's this like thing as a viewer where you're like, oh, that was really real. That was like really happening for Luann in real time. And that was Bethany's choice to drive the story and to get a real reaction out of Luann rather than show her ahead of time. And so I feel like there's all these, like, they kind of reference these key moments throughout the show, like these key historic housewives moments. And they kind of went behind the scenes or how they really felt about it. And I feel like this new book is all like that. And so I feel like there's this thing, you know, once again, like these, this, the the form is shifting and like, we're, we're seeing some more, you're right that the it's being opened up that we're being like let in and the Kardashians did the same thing. You know, they're letting us in. People want, people want access. Yeah. Because that's what you can't, that's what, that's, that's what is still inaccessible. Yeah. Right. Cause we've seen the sex tapes. We know what they look like naked. We know their Instagrams. We know what their houses look like. Yeah. We know what they look like without makeup on, but now we want to, um, about the, the reality of reality, the reality of the making of reality. Right. Yeah. We, we want to yeah. know about the production. It's yeah. the, we want the director's cut. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't that be, it would be great to have like the, I mean, it would probably it would take more than a year combined. We'd have to do math on all the hours of reality television of like the Andy Cohen director's cut of him like talking over each episode. Do you know how they do that with like famous yeah. movies like Josh and Benny yeah. Safdie will like be like, oh yeah, like this shot was so XYZ and this is like, yeah. this is the lighting. Like I want that for like all of reality television. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, If you haven't watched housewives maybe you should watch this it's kind of fun and like you can you can rip it for free on the internet you don't have to get a peacock subscription but yeah i mean to be continued and they're gonna do it they're gonna do different versions they're gonna go to bluestone manor with a new crew wait how do you know because they've been teasing it no i thought that that was just a joke i thought that that was no they're doing that stop like with another group so it's probably gonna be sonia and dorinda and like candy it's gonna be a new oh my god Sometimes I'm just like, I feel like it's kind of lame, but sometimes I'm like genuinely like moved by how like fucking sinisterly genius these networks and brands are. But that's why we talk, you know, exactly. But I think that that's why you, you watch it. And like, that's why we have to talk about it so much just because like there's, it's going on, it's happening. It's not just like a mistake. It's not a coincidence that like, this is like the, it, it's like one of the, the 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 most popular successful franchises in the history of television and it's so american first of all because like they're only it's only in in the united states and i think i there's something that is just like addicting addictive yeah. about this type of americanism yeah 
I think it's very symbolic and like, we don't need it. This is like such a dumb thing to say, but you know, it's like America was founded in many ways on like masonry and like by masons. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, even um, you see in the show, just like all these weird symbols and all these weird symbolics. And I'm saying, Oh, they're all masons or whatever. But I think that like a lot of the story of the United States is a story of, of it's a story of symbolisms. Right. And I think that the show is like a more accessible in your face history of symbolisms and symbols. And you even have that now with Peacock. Right. And you, you, you had like with just like understanding that, like, oh, of course it's Peacock. It's the revitalization. It's, it's Christ. It's the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's, it's Catholicism. It's whatever. It's like major religions. And I, yeah. I, I think that, um, right. It just, it starts to, it has a plan and it's not like a Wizard of Oz plan, I don't think, but I think that there's something strategic about making shows like this and how to continue a franchise and how to make it is, people it's keep extremely watching. strategic. And I'm happy to be along for the ride. I'm happy to be the viewer. I know. How happy are you to be a 24 year old? 25, sorry. Didn't I say I was 24 earlier? I'm I'm 25 years old. Um <laughs> like I don't know how old I am anymore. Um um, don't you love just being alive in 2021? This is what makes I, me feel lucky. I just, I've really had a life with the housewives and it's just, it's just growing. It's just continuing. I know. Who knew? And it's changing as I change, you know? I know. It feels like they're, li- it's like, so there's so much paranoia in it too. Cause it feels as if like they're listening to us, even though they're not, but right. Because it's like you, we call something and then it happens. And like, I've heard a lot of people say that even like Kardashian Colopium, who yeah. was like, I think that they know who I am because like X, Y, and Z happened. Whereas yeah. it's just like, it becomes this cultural paranoia of thinking that because you're so, you figured it out in a certain way. You think that they're listening to you, but you're actually just five steps behind them and like only at the the last of it we're like oh right that's off to the production Hats team over there, real housewives ultimate girls trip. i know we love it we love um but anyway happy holidays to all um and to all a good housewives night yeah vanderpump rules is uh, not on this week i'll let everyone know because of uh thanksgiving because it's the time to give thanks, please. Res- respect. To the, to the original symbolism of this country. <laughs> that's in and of itself. That's, that's a whole other, that's a um, whole history textbook. But I would like to say on this week of Thanksgiving, I am, I am thankful for you, Phoebe Kaufman. I am thankful for our scholarship. I am thankful for <laughs> Andy Cohen. I'm thankful for this, the shows. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to be to be riding this wave with you, Jemima Godfrey. Keep watching TV. Keep on keeping on. Love you. Bye. Bye. What do I want for Christmas? What is it gonna be? What's gonna magically appear beneath the Christmas tree? gonna give me joy hanging with all the boys that's always nice to do but what do i want for christmas just you well maybe it's that cartier watch or that tiffany bracelet or maybe it's just a chanel bag what do i want for christmas what am i dreaming of what's gonna make my I could have my wish Life would be full of dish Diamonds and parties too But what do I want for Christmas? Just you Huh, maybe a pair of Jimmy Choo high heel pumps Or what I'd really love Is a red hot Ferrari Holiday times for dreaming All the fun things to plan Yachting and golf streaming Circling the globe Designer clothes
Riding on a sleigh Singing in cabaret Those things I love to do But what do I want for Christmas? 